Disney Roulette is a movie review podcast in which we discuss, in detail, the movies available on Disney's streaming service. In internet speak, that means, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Also, while Disney films are safe for the whole family to enjoy together, this show is not. Listener discretion is advised. All that said, let's do this shit. to Disney Plus Roulette, a magical movie review podcast. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm Bob. Just Bob today. I don't know. <laughs> just I, I Bob this week. Just Bob. How's it going, Just Bob? It's, it's doing all right. I mean, 2020 and all. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for some news that's coming up. And, uh, you know, holidays are, are right around the corner. So uh, happy Thanksgiving, because this will drop sometime Thanksgiving week. Oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're going to be celebrating ours a little bit late because I got that zookeeper life, so I'm going to be working on Thanksgiving Day. But we're going to get together with my dad, I think, the week after and hopefully eat some good food and hopefully do some packing because we, surprise, might be buying a house because the world is weird. Because, <laughs> you know, if we're not already doing two podcasts and you're working a full-time job and I'm unemployed and, you know, those kind of things. It's, it's a great thing to do. Yeah, everybody buys a house when one of the people's unemployed, right? Yeah. Sure. sure. So you mentioned you're excited about some news. We have a lot, so let's get into it. I'm going to start with our confirmed news. I have one that is, it's not a rumor. It's been confirmed, but it is only pre-production. Okay. Go for it. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Darkwing Duck is getting a reboot to delve into the new DuckTales world. Drake Mallard showed up in season two spoilers for DuckTales, the new series with David Tennant at all. It doesn't really help to yell spoilers after you've already spoiled it. Well, true, but it's... But also this entire podcast is spoilers. So. It's also pretty <laughs> old at this point. The new series, I think this happened last year. So if you haven't gone and seen the new DuckTales, I, I've actually gone into it now that we have Disney+. Plus. Thus far, I'm really enjoying it. It takes a different spin. It takes the comic book spin. So it's it's got a slightly different twist on it, but it keeps the heart of the original series. But now we're getting an official Darkwing Duck series reboot is officially in the works. And it's run by Seth Rogen, is that right? Or produced by? I think I did hear that Seth Rogen was a tat. Yeah, produced by. Which would make me nervous because I'm not into a Seth Rogen movie, but he has a history of backing other people who have good plans, meaning mostly Preacher. I was going to say Preacher, number one. He backed the show and just let the showrunner do his thing. Uh, so hopefully this will be a similar situation with Darkwing Duck. I think he also has something to do with the boys, too. Does he? I think so. Because he showed up in both seasons now. He has? Did I know that? Did I miss it? It's quick little blurbs. 
He shows up as himself in, like, news footage and whatnot. I most definitely miss that. Yeah. Or I just didn't care enough to note it. Yeah, it's fine. But I like the fact that he's producing good things. Yeah. Moving on to other news, there is a movie dropping December 4th on Disney Plus called Godmothered. It stars Isla Fisher and Jillian Bell. Oh. It follows Eleanor. She's a fairy godmother in training, and she's determined to help a young woman who has lost hope in her happy ending. Hmm. That sounds fun. that is the extent of what I know about it. But I love Isla Fisher, so I'm down. Yeah. Bob, would you like to go into the world's shortest Marvel minute? WandaVision has officially been confirmed for January 15th, which means 2020 has struck again and we don't have any Marvel Cinematic Universe content coming to us at all this year. Yeah, but we have so many rumors happening right now, we're going to make a segment of it and call it the Rumor Roundup. And many of those are Marvel related. I will start with the non-Marvel ones first. There are three films rumored to be released on Disney Plus instead of getting a theatrical release. One is the live-action Cruella, starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. The second one is a live-action Pinocchio. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. I like Zemeckis. Please no creepy 3D gross people, please. Tom Hanks stars in that. Hold on, hold on. Is he going to be Geppetto? I would assume. He's not playing Pinocchio. And the third movie is Peter Pan and Wendy, which stars Ronish star Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I Do we need another Peter Pan thing? There are so many Peter Pans. And so many of them are mediocre. <laughs> like That, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I, I was going to say, I love Peter Pan. I love the mythology. I love the idea behind it. But there's so many out there that have just not hit the mark. Yeah. And when you have things out there like Hook, which I believe truly did hit the nail on the head, I don't know. There's some high bars to hit. So our last bit in this rumor roundup revolves around a YouTube video Bob sent me. Yeah. It is a poorly filmed... It's somebody watching TV who filmed it on their cell phone. And it's supposed to be the trailer that they're going to announce after the December 10th investors meeting. Basically talking about where they've been, how much 2020 sucked, and talking about the future of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars at all at length. Right. I'll let you continue. So within this video is an announcement that Disney 18 Plus is going to launch in April 2021, meaning that Disney Plus is going to have rated R movies and they show clips of Deadpool. And tons of other Fox properties and... And, uh, Stubert. So that's super exciting. They also showed New Mutants when they showed that. Yes, they did. The other thing that they mentioned in this preview is that Black Widow will be available as a premier access title. And I'm hoping that since Disney 18 Plus is going to be a thing, maybe we get a rated R Black Widow. I know that's, that's it's not going to happen, but I want so bad for it to happen. We have already know that it's been rated for the theater because it was supposed to come out already. Yeah, that's true. And for Disney Plus content uh marvel has said thus far thus far anything that's filmed will be disney plus ubble but this might change things i have a feeling that deadpool 3 which also has just found its writers 
might end up coming under the Disney 18 plus label. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, so that concludes our rumor roundup. That is super exciting. I want to talk more about it, but I have nothing else to say other than I'm just really excited about the possibility of rated R stuff being available on Disney. Well, and and it does open up the possibility for them to, you know, I'd love to see more like Blade. Blade is going to be a tough one to do as a PG movie. Right. You can't. Don't do it. It shouldn't exist. Right, exactly. If you're going to follow up the original Blade, you better do it right. And I, I have all faith in Kevin and Maharshala and all of the people involved with it, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, let's get on to our movie for this week, which is the Disney Channel original movie, Double Teamed. Go ahead and get out your, you know, <laughs> sexual jokes now. Disney 18 Plus is not available yet. There you go. Let's start off with our drink. It is called the Slam Dunk. It is two shots of 1800 Reposado tequila, one shot of Grand Marnier, and a few squeezes of fresh orange and an orange peel in it. Oh, and the thing that makes it the slam dunk is that it has a big old ice cube in the center that looks like a big basketball. Yep, it's a big spherical ice cube. I suggest salt rim for that if you're a tequila drinker personally, but that's just me. I hate a salt rim, so I don't suggest that, but... To each their but own. do rim it with the uh, orange. Yes. So. All right, so let's get into some trivia. This Disney Channel original movie was released in 2002. It is based on a true story of Heather and Heidi Burge. And the lead actresses had to wear padding in their shoes and big 90s style clogs that they tried not to show for most of the movie, but showed up a couple times to make themselves appear taller than everybody else. Which, I'm sorry, they were already giant compared to everybody else. They were, but there was definitely four inches of lift happening. Okay. All right, so we get into the movie. They're teen twins, and the movie opens up with them intensely working out at like six o'clock in the morning. Their mom is played by the wonderful Mackenzie Phillips. Yep, she was wonderful. My generation will remember her from the Disney series So Weird. It was the best. It was like X-Files for kids, and I freaking loved that show. The twins are off to volleyball practice. One of the twins, Heidi, doesn't have the motivation of her sister, Heather. Their dad is getting pressure from a friend to get them into a good school that will have sports scouts, and that would involve moving them to a new high school zone. I don't know if we were actually at their high school or if they were at, a, like, a volleyball camp before school. That's where he was talking it. Because it just seemed weird that he was getting this advice to move to a different school. Like, why wouldn't he move his daughters to a different school? Yeah, it just, I don't know. They're Amazonian princesses, Bob. Obviously, they were destined for greatness. I mean, don't get me wrong. These girls are tall and, uh, yeah, they dominate in whatever sport they're playing because, honestly, they looked like 22-year-olds compared to all of the high school kids. Yeah. Also, they frequently make references to people not being able to tell them apart, so I assume that means that they were supposed to be identical twins. But they are played by two actresses that are not... Actually twins. Twins. So yeah. they don't look like each other. I mean, they look similar, but they do look different. Yeah, it was just strange to me that they were going out of their way to have people confuse them all the time. But the two actresses, like, legitimately don't look like each other at all beyond just being blonde-haired, blue-eyed, tall chicks. I will give you that when they had their hair pulled up in the high pony, that it did get harder. Yeah. Anywho... We go to the next scene, and they're legit riding a tandem bike. Yeah, after they've complained about being Doubleman twins. Yeah, and I thought during this scene, I think maybe I hate them. 
And for, like, no justifiable reason, I just, just immediately was like, ugh. <laughs> so then we go to mom and dad. They are discussing how he passed on his big law firm job so that he could be around more. But the fact that he doesn't have that big law firm job means that the girls need to get scholarships for school. They do not yeah. have the money that they could have had. So he sits down to tell the girls that they are going to transfer to a new school so they can hopefully get a scholarship. Heidi loses her shit and storms off because she is not a super sports chick. She just happens to be good at them, but she doesn't. It's not her passion. Right. Heather is also upset, but she's just upset because she's going to move away from all of her friends. They are touring their new school and Heidi decides that she wants to take Italian because she likes pizza. And at this point, I decided I do kind of hate them. Oh, see, that was the moment I kind of liked them. Or Heidi. <laughs> I, I actually, this I really do. This is why we do, are different people. <laughs> yeah, I really do like Heidi throughout most of this movie. Heidi also wants to join drama, so she did get a couple points for that. And Heidi did eventually grow on me a little bit more throughout the movie. I needed Heather to take a chill pill. And by a chill pill, I mean some anxiety drugs. Because that girl is very high strung. Yeah. So then we go to this... I, I don't even know that I want to talk about it because I don't know how to describe this and do it justice. But they just cut to the shot of hands up close right in front of a camera just weirdly spinning a volleyball. It was a first person cam. Yeah. And you're just like walking into the gym with this hand doing this creepy gesture of spinning this volleyball in the center of the camera. Let me justify this to you. And it's a it's a weak justification. But some photographer at Disney went... This is going to be my big shot. This is this is going to be the game changer shot. And they're going to go, oh, he's an artist. Oh, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. But all I could do was picture the person crouched underneath the camera, holding their hands up, awkwardly spinning a ball and like crab crawling in front of the camera for this <laughs> uh -huh. shot. Uh -huh. Anyway, Heather accidentally dumps a bin full of volleyballs into the middle of the basketball practice, and the coach is practically drooling at her height. It was borderline creepy. And he convinces her to give basketball a shot until it's volleyball season in the spring. We go to dinner time. Heidi has been invited to a party Friday night because Heidi is a social butterfly, and she's getting to know everybody, and she's loving her new school. Yep. Heather says she wants to play basketball and dad is all about this and he wants Heidi to join too, but she don't care about that story. Nope. She don't want to hear it. So we go to their first practice and we learn that the captain of the basketball team, Nikki, is a super bitch. And obviously she's the light-skinned brunette. Yes, of course. The brunette is always the bad guy. Always. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Heidi. She is at an audition for The Wizard of Oz. Her stand-in for Dorothy is a dude wearing, like a kid, like a boy wearing a sign that says Dorothy and wearing ruby slippers. And she's like super creeped out by the fact that this boy is wearing ruby slippers and was like, she was weirdly disturbed by it. Like, who cares? I will give Heidi the benefit of the doubt on this one because she said the whole thing was a bit weird, which it was. He's not paying attention. He's giving overdramatic lines. I think it was just supposed to be overall awkward. We go to the party on Friday night and there's a photographer at this party photographing people professionally as they roll up. <laughs> it wasn't even just a photographer. They had a red carpet. People were dropping people off in Porsches. I think I saw a Hummer at that point. Yeah. 
I was literally waiting for Johnny Depp to roll out of the next car that pulled up. It turns out this is BB bitch Nikki's house. She is filthy rich. Heidi is feeling the social pressure of being at the school where the student body collectively makes a lot more money than she and her family do. Yeah. So she kind of caves under social pressure to be rich and lies about her family moving into an oceanfront property and Nikki sees right through it. Uh, the next scene, we find out the dad has signed Heidi up for the basketball team without asking her first. She is justifiably pissed, as I would be. Yeah. And Heidi assumes that Heather put him up to it because she wants Heidi to be back in her shadow. So Heidi thinks that Heather is jealous because Heidi's making all these new friends and kind of finding her own way. And Heather has always been the star child of the family. Which, don't get me wrong, Heather has played into this throughout most of this movie thus far. That she is the first. I mean, one of her lines that she says all the time is, what is it, honey? Once second best, always second best. And brings up the fact that she was the firstborn and, you know, holds everything over Heidi's head. Then we cut to practice and the girl, the girls. <laughs> the girls. I mean, we're in the valley at this point. They are fouling all up in here because they are pissed at each other. So they're just like beating the shit out of each other at their practice. I literally called this, as we always say, we don't normally talk a lot about the movie as it's going on. And I looked at Kate and was like, they're fouling the hell out of each other and the coach doesn't give a shit. And literally as I said that, we looked up and the coach goes, guys, stop fouling each other. <laughs> yeah. Then we go to Nikki at home. Her dad is getting into a limo to head off, and she reminds him that she has a game that night, and he says he'll try his best to be there in the least convincing way possible. You know he's not going to be there. So we definitely got some daddy abandonment issues happening with Nikki. Yeah. Next we go to the red versus black game. This is a scrimmage game. That's the word, right? Yep. You know those sports ball terms. Uh, oh, man, it's been a long time <laughs> since I played baseball. A very, very, very long time. Baseball? Yeah. Oh, I was just going off the fact that this is basketball. Yeah, that's the extent of my knowledge of sports is the three years of t-ball I played. <laughs> I got you. I'm not trying to put you in a hole. I'm just making sure it wasn't tiredness taken over. So they are doing a scrimmage game for the coach to determine who the final cuts are going to be for the team. Both of the girls are killing it. Nikki is tired of always passing to them to score. So she takes a shot and she makes it, but coach kicks her for being a ball hog with a sore attitude. Okay, I gotta say, I was a little confused by this because at this point, she has passed to Heather, I'd say 99% of this game. Mostly it was a Heather and Heidi game. And one shot she takes and she gets benched. I was like, I see what you're doing here, writers, but as a coach or a basketball person, I would be like, okay, you took a shot. But Bob, Heather was open. Uh, that's, it is true, and... But she was open. Well, and I know how much was riding <laughs> on this game that happened between the team and itself. <laughs> and I know the officials at the inter-team collegiate or high school scholastic sports is very yeah i got nothing i can't i can't even finish this joke it's so bad <laughs> nailed it so let's just move on then yeah yeah okay it's, it, i mean it 
You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, baby. Is it's that what right. it is? Well, yeah, she. Uh, but you know what? She took that shot <laughs> and did. got benched for it. <laughs> so apparently, even if you make the shots that you take, you still miss. <laughs> so Heidi goes for the winning shot, but Heather blocks it and wins it for the red team. Yeah, straight up volleyball block. It was actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Heidi's my girl throughout this whole thing. So then we cut to Nikki. We've got like a dark, mysterious film noir, almost kind of cinematography thing happening here. And she slides an envelope onto the principal's desk that says confidential. Yeah, what I loved about that is they went through that whole lighting scheme and kept her in shadow up until the point that she like put the confidential on the desk. And she's wearing this like little plaid high school girl's skirt i was like and you've just ruined the whole thing for me so we go back to the player selection and both the girls make the team of course because they're fantastic amazonian queens the envelope it turns out had proof that the burges hadn't moved yet so the girls are gonna get transferred the rule was that they had to find a house in two weeks and their dad did not do it yep dad begs the principal not to punish the kids for his failure to find a house the principal gives them until christmas break because they're on a time crunch and the area where the school is zoned for is super rich. Yeah. They are moving into an apartment complex instead of a house like they used to live in. It's called the Sandy Shore, but the H is missing. So it looks like the Sandy Sore. Womp womp. Ouch. Yeah. So we go to mom and dad in the house. Or nope, not in the house. In the apartment. Yeah. And they have a lot of boxes because they moved from this giant four bedroom three bath country home to what I assume is like a three bedroom apartment. I think maybe only two bedroom because I think they imply that the girls are sharing a room. Oh, did they? I didn't even notice that. But there are so many boxes in this room and they are all empty. Yeah, they go to pick them up. Yeah. I love when you can, like, and by love, I mean it drives me crazy. Watch a cop procedural Uh and watch people drink coffee. The cups are always empty. Always, always, always yeah, you can tell when the cup is empty or full. It's yeah. so bad. It's so bad. And this house is full of empty boxes. But I will say, Mackenzie Phillips, my girl, she is doing a really good job of handling an empty box. She lifted up that box and she hefted it. Yep. And I was like, yeah, girl, you do your acting. Dad tried and it was like, hey, I'm Superman. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. It, it was a little painful watching him flop these supposedly heavy boxes around. Anyway, so mom does a good job of telling her husband to stop being a teacher and a coach and to be a dad instead. And to take more of an interest in his daughters themselves versus being so overly concerned about their future. Yeah, I agree with mom. I don't know if dad ever really takes that to heart. No, he does by the end. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Beckett the Snoring Beagle makes her cameo appearance once again. So the girls apologize to each other and make up and they basically accept that their dad is their common enemy. And they're like, oh, so dad's the one just screwing us. You weren't actually plotting against me. Cool. Cool. Uh, We go to practice the next day and the team is pissed at them for lying about their house. Like who, who fucking cares? This is just so high school. They're like, we don't care that you're poor. We care that you lied. It's not even high school. This is dramatized high school. Yeah. This is what writers think people care about, and they don't. Yeah. (coughs) 
Ooh, tequila. I'm still working on mine. You you pounded that thing. I'm still working on mine. I mean, I poured a little more, but anyway. We go to practice, and at one point, you and I both laughed out loud because the coach is getting so frustrated with Nikki because Nikki is trying to look like a hotshot and she's being a ball hog and stuff. That at one point, they just cut to the coach and he goes, Nikki! Ah! <laughs> We're like, what? What? What just happened? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. The coach calls everybody in and he starts sassing them for being catty bitches because they're basically isolating the sisters. And he drops the bomb that they've been invited to a tournament in New York, but... If they can't play as a team! That's right. They're not going to get to go if you don't play as a team. And, uh, oh, also you do have to pay part of your own way. So the girls immediately start doing labor across town and asking for donations. So they show them, like, scrubbing boats, and then they need, like, 20 more dollars. And they do a terrible tap dance on the street? Okay, here was my thing. Even what little tap that they were doing, what I, it was actually pretty decent for a beginner. But I also go, when did you learn to tap dance? When did you have these tap dance... This has never been talked about that, oh, by the way, we've done all it. Like, if anything, they were making fun of dance because, oh, with all those moves, maybe you should go be a ballerina. Never has it been talked about in this entire film that they have any dance experience. And all of a sudden, they know how to tap dance already. Yeah, and they were, like, on this random street with, like... A whole lot of buskers at, a, like, a festival, yeah. And jugglers. <laughs> it's yeah. very strange. They raise the money and they go to this tournament, but they lose because the other team scored while they were celebrating a three-pointer they made. So they're like, yeah, we got a three-pointer! And the coach is like, the game's not over! And then yeah. the other team scored. Well, I mean, and I'm not saying that it, it was right. They didn't play through the end of the game. It was like a buzzer shot that they did get that, that, that winning shot. So, like... It is reasonable from their point of view that it could have been over or close to it. But again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I mean, the game wasn't over. I get it. <laughs> so Heather gets MVP, even though she's not on the winning team, which never happens. Heather is so good, you guys. Her downward spiral. If anything, I thought Nikki was going to get this way. But Heather basically has a fucking temper tantrum. Yeah. Even though she got MVP. Even though she wasn't on the winning team. Yeah, and like the tournament head came over and made a big deal about that. He's like, this is the first time that the MVP has not been on the winning team. So that's a huge deal. Yeah, and Heidi is obviously jealous. So they are walking the streets of New York, about to go catch their plane, and Heidi is like staring longingly at a sign for the Nutcracker outside of a theater. And her theater friend walks out. And what? oh hey, my family does this every year. You should totally go see it. And Heidi's like, yeah, I gotta go catch a plane. So, but her friend tells her that there is a drama camp that summer, and she should definitely apply. She would be a shoe one. She'd be great. Yep. The girls are met by their parents at the airport, and Nikki is met by her dad's driver. Womp 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 womp. The driver seems like a sweetheart though. Honestly, the driver is is my MVP for this whole thing. Yeah, he obviously knows that the dad is a piece of shit and yeah. he is trying really hard to be a second dad to her. Yeah, he does his best. So Nikki is all bummed out. The girls come over to check on her and basically Nikki's like, my dad sucks, he's never around and now the girls are cool, I guess. So now they're friends. <laughs> um, 
she joins their family for dinner, and then they all practice at the hoop at their apartment complex. And it turns out that the school hot boy also lives at the apartment complex, and he joins in on their game. And not only does he live there, but he stole the H from the sign. To make the rim of the basketball court even. Yeah, he like shims it in there. Yeah. It also gives that whole, you guys have been fawning over this hot high school senior guy, and he doesn't have money. It's that gold-hearted kind of guy. It played off well. The girls, I will say, they had some time flirting with him, Heidi in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of had her eyes on him the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know if that's going anywhere, because they never really go past that other than the fact that he was at their games. They never, like, hook up or anything. Yeah, I think he just stays a friend, which is refreshing. Good job, Disney. Yeah. Though I guess it's also based on a true story, so that could have part of it. Yeah. They go to a game. Heidi has to make a foul shot, free throw. She misses the first one, but she makes the second one and wins the game. Heather has a meltdown, inner meltdown. She doesn't let on. The whole scene, she is melting down that she's not the favorite. She's not getting to make the shot. And the coach goes, she's the one who's been making the shots the last couple shots. You know, she's on fire. Let her try and make the shot. Dad comes over across the court and goes, and I've seen these parents. You know these parents where they go across the court and then he starts yelling at the coach and he's like, dude, and explains all of that to the dad and said, she's got this. I enjoyed those little bits of realism. Heather is furiously practicing at home that night with Hot Boy and he's like, dude, chill. But she cannot. She is so mad. And uh uh-oh, she rolls her ankle and sprains it really, really badly. And scouts are going to be at the game tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow is the championship game. Now, we've never actually, and I guess this is a realism thing that I'm kind of like, huh? Is this the varsity team? Is this the JV team? They all seem to be... I mean, if scouts are going to be there, I would assume varsity. I get that too, but I don't know what grade Nikki's in. I don't know. It just, it's, it doesn't matter to the story, but when you look at the realism of it, I go, these are freshman girls, or that's what they're insinuating I'm taking from this, because they're just getting into the teams and whatnot. And then we talk about Nikki has been last year's MVP. So she's at least 10th grade is my guess. So I don't know. I, it just, I just couldn't figure out what I was trying to watch here. And Here's your problem, babe. You're looking for the realism. <sighs> and I get it is based on true story, but also based Disney Channel original movie. Yep. Uh, so Mackenzie Phillips comes in to check on her kid after Heather sprains her ankle and she gets Heather to admit that she is comparing herself to her sister constantly and she was jealous that Heidi had a better night. She admits that basketball was her thing and she is mad that Heidi is playing basketball and occasionally doing better than her because that was her thing. Blame your father. What a fucking brat. Yeah, dad is not helping the situation for sure. Mom tells her, look, if you compare yourself to someone constantly, you're always going to be miserable. I compared myself to this other chick when I was a swimmer and she beat me by like a hundred yards. And I was disappointed, but I realized, hey, I really love to swim. So I just swam because I liked it. Yep. You like basketball? Just fucking play basketball and chill out. Wait, 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 wait. Sports aren't life? No. What? No. Life doesn't revolve around sports balls nope mind blown man mind blown i didn't know we so then we go to nikki (laughs) 
She is looking for her dad at the game, and of course he's not there because her dad's a piece of shit. He's not at the big game? What? The uh, rival team is very well informed of the Burge sisters, so they have two people all up in Heidi's shit the entire game. You mean she's double teamed? Yes. Yes, she is. That's the, the title of the... Mm-hmm. The thing. It's the title. Yeah, the title yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are getting their asses handed to them because Heidi is basically useless. The girl's dad shows up at one point and he is actually dragging Nikki's dad to the game. He went and got him, which I thought was pretty sweet. And I really liked that because I do think that there is kind of a thing that happens when we're kids that we don't notice and then we think back on it as adults and that like our parents will kind of quasi adopt our friends a little bit. And if they notice that a friend of yours is like maybe really craving a lot of attention, they like the parents kind of catch on like, oh, maybe they're not getting enough love at home. And they like kind of take the kid under their wing. Yeah, it was definitely a subtle subplot that we didn't even set up because it wasn't like when we went to their house for the food and dad was cooking horrible, horrible things. It wasn't Nikki was like, uh, my father, uh, and dad gets a glint in his eye and is like, I'm going to take care of this. Right. He could just tell that this poor girl needed her dad to give yeah. a shit about her. And he went and made that happen. And I yeah. thought that was a really nice little subplot. Yep. Once Nikki sees that her dad is there, she gets that emotional boost and she starts kicking ass. And She might as well have gone blonde hair and had fire around her. She went freaking Super Saiyan. Yeah, she starts carrying the whole team. But then at one point, Nikki gets clobbered or something. So they called a foul. She just threw herself at the post behind the backboard. I was very confused by this. I think the implication was that someone shoved her into it. But we had the camera on her the whole time. <laughs> stop. Stop. Just stop. Anyway, her arm is injured, but she's determined she's going to make the free throw anyway. Uh, while this is all happening, Heather's like, stall as long as you can. And she hobbles off on her crutches. Yeah, I was very confused why she was... Okay, well... Number yeah, it's one. It's very weird. Like, this moment is not about you, but okay. Like, we'll stop everything and watch you hobble away. <laughs> number one, that. Number two, the coach didn't didn't listen to her at all. He no. was like, okay, break. Like, like okay, bye. <laughs> like, he just bye, kept Limpy. going. Nikki makes the shot. Way to go, Nikki. Yeah. Uh, so, like, her arm didn't matter at all. Okay, got it. Well, her primary throwing arm is her right arm. I get it. It just didn't make... Uh, Whatever. Moving on. Realism. After that, Heather comes back in. She has changed into her uniform and she hobbles into the gym without her crutches and everyone starts chanting her name and giving her a standing ovation. And I guarantee the officials of that game would never let her play. But they sure do. They sure do. They put her in the game. She is standing wide open, like no one's even near her, probably because they're afraid they're going to get sued for injuring the already injured girl. <laughs> yep. She does this weird foot shuffle thing that's been Heidi's signature thing the whole movie, but yeah. it involves a lot of flexing of the ankle. Like, the, she would not have been able to do it at no, all. No, she was barely <laughs> like, walking, and if you couldn't even put the weight on it, to lift and flex that like that, and I get it, Heidi's thing, like, she... She has earned this. She talked about it, how it was her 
Muhammad Ali move. It was her like... Her big fake out move. Exactly. And then Heather goes to use it with a sprained ankle. Yeah. So Heather does the fake out move, runs three or four strides across the floor as if her ankle is not sprained at all. Also wouldn't happen. I understand fighting through pain. Sprained ankles don't fucking care. Yeah. I sprained my ankle once and it's still a bum ankle. I roll it all the time now. Yep. And I sprained it five years ago. <laughs> you want to go for trampoline again, honey? No, no, oh. thank you. So she does like four or five long strides across the gym floor, passes it to her sister, and Heidi scores it. Teamwork for the win. Yeah. So at the end, Dad apologizes to Heather for putting so much pressure on her and to Heidi for making her join the team. And they all hug and everybody's cool now. Coach tells them that there's talk of a pro league and tells their dad to get them in summer camps. And to his credit, he starts chatting with them about theater camp and Heidi going to theater camp. Good job, dad. That was the one redeeming thing that kind of brought dad back around for me. I mean, yeah, he pulled the whole subplot in and everything else. But like, it, dad has been, for the most part, pretty bad through this movie up until this point. Yeah, well intended, but not doing a great job. Nah. And the coach also tells him that there is talk of a pro women's league. So this takes place in the 80s. There is no WNBA yet. Then we flash forward, big WNBA logo, and the girls are playing against each other in professional basketball. Yeah, they are actually wearing their actual team's jerseys from the WNBA for the Sparks. And I didn't actually catch the other uh, name something with an m monarchs maybe oh it was the monarchs yes it was good job good job good remember but apparently this never actually happened the girls never played each other really in professional basketball they oh. played professional basketball but they never played against each other but they said that that is one of their biggest regrets they really wanted to so were they on the same team i don't know just worked out that their teams never really played or they were professional at different times or something if they were in the league at the same time, that would be hard to believe unless they were in different conferences, but eh, whatever. Or maybe, like, one of them was out with an injury when they were playing the other team or something. <laughs> maybe someone rolled an ankle. Yeah. So that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It is a movie. So, Bob, on a scale of one to five free throws, what do you give double teamed? Uh, I have to give it a solid... <sighs> Dang, I'm I'm torn. Um, so it's not solid. So I'm a lying liar who lies. Oh God, that tequila burned real bad. I should probably drink mine too. <laughs> oh, that was a bad, that, that was a bad sip. Let me do that before the Ooh. rating. Yikes. Let that tequila sink in. I'm going to say, <laughs> God, <it still> burns. <laughs> I'm torn. I'm torn between a two and a half and a three. I think the movie does what it needs to do. You know what? I'm going to give it a two and a half because of that stupid volleyball shot. <laughs> So two and a half. That's my rating. I think the movie, generally overall, it's a fine movie. If you're into basketball, if you're into sports, or maybe you have a young sports kid in the house and you kind of want to put in those fundamentals on, you know, teamwork and all this other stuff and get that in their headspace, then awesome. Cool. Watch it. If, if you're looking for a Disney feel-good movie, I mean, it, it's there, but if you're not into sports, it's not going to be a thing. I'm also going to give it a 2.5. Largely for me, I just, I found Heather to be pretty insufferable for a lot of the movie. Like, 
She was just a nasty brat. <laughs> she was. And it was all like all about me, not about you. And I was like, okay, I get that being a twin, that can have that effect. But putting her in your shadow rather than letting her go be her own person doesn't help you. Yeah. I liked it more as it went on. I was like yeah. in a solid 1.5 to 2 Oof. in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, I can understand that. But I kind of like that they fleshed Nikki out as a character. There's other things I kind of liked more towards the end. But overall, yeah, like a 2.5. It's yeah. very forgettable. But shout out to Mackenzie Phillips. Never change. I love you. All right. Shall I do the honor of rolling us for next week? I mean, it's your podcast, so I get you get to choose who gets to do it. So <laughs> That's true. I do. I'm going to do it. Forty-six. Ooh, that's a low number. Yeah, we've kind of been hitting a lot of low numbers lately. Forty-six is... Oh, interesting. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. No what? No whammy. What's that from again? It was the one NBC game show or CBS game show that got gamed. The guy figured out all the patterns on the board and, and like won a gajillion dollars in the 70s. Yeah. I don't remember, honestly, the name of it. Somebody will know it. Um, the good news is, Bob, we do not have a Disney Channel original movie this time. What? I don't know if you've seen this movie or not. Ooh. I have, but it's been a hot minute. Our next movie is Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I haven't seen it, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm curious to watch it again, because I feel like I remember there being a lot of things I liked about it, but overall, it just didn't connect quite the way I wanted it to. I am so excited about this because yeah. it was really at the point where I was rolling into college that this came out, and so I wasn't really in the Disney genre at that point. So, yeah. like, it excites me because after looking at it and going, wow, I would probably really like this movie, I'm super excited for this next episode. Yeah. If nothing else, I love Milo. I love and adore Milo. So, I, yeah, I'm excited to watch this movie. This is going to be a good one. Well, we hope you guys will join us in two weeks for our next film review adventure of Atlantis, The Lost Empire. In the meantime, like us on Facebook at Disney Plus Roulette Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Disney Roulette and on Instagram at Disney Roulette Pod. Or you can shoot us an email at Disney Roulette Podcast at gmail.com. If you dig the show dig i talk like that we'd love a positive rating and review on your podcast platform of choice and if you'd like to support the show you can do so at browsehousemedia.com slash store i've actually got all of our inventory up for wine glass charms and necklaces and bracelets and i have like over 135 items on there yeah. i don't know how that happened i my mind is blown check it out for like christmas gifts or anything like that support you know right. your local artists Thanks, as always, to Bob for co-hosting with me. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And remember, one second best, always second best. Wait, who's second? Who's first? What? Who's on first? <laughs>